It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Today on CityCast Philly. Philadelphia salutes its favorite son, Rocky Balboa. Yep, so many people love Rocky, played by actor Sylvester Stallone. I'm speaking with someone who's been asking, why do we love this fictional boxer, and why did we give him a statue? It's Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. I'm Trinae and this is CityCast Philly. Paul Farber, you are the director of Monument Lab, and you also co-founded this nonprofit public art and history studio here in the city. Paul, your work focuses on how we think about monuments, and you have a new podcast, which debuted last week. It's called The Statue, which literally examines the statue. Paul, what's your connection to the Rocky statue? Well, first of all, Trinae, it's such a treat to be here. Thank you for having me on. I'm a big fan of the show. Thanks. Um, You know, monuments are my life's work. I study them. I teach them. I build them. You know, my organization has done an audit, the first ever one of America's monuments. But I will tell you, as a, as a person who's born and raised in Philly, even I kind of wasn't paying close attention to the Rocky statue. And it was really a nudge, a thoughtful nudge from my mom, Ruth, who's a retired temple professor and a lifelong Philadelphian, who said, you know, really, like, When you're teaching about Philly, when you're thinking about Philly, go take a look at the line. And that was really my starting point. It was almost 10 years ago. Mm. Started just paying attention to the line at the statue. And um, a few years ago, right, actually right before the pandemic started, I decided to kind of start researching a biography of the statue as told through the line. Like people come from all over the world, all over Philly. And just around the timing of that, because it was right, you know, right around the um, COVID shutdowns, both I had more time. So I started watching all the Rocky films, the <laughs> doing films the research. again, doing the research and just spending a, almost every week at the statue itself and just paying attention to how it fits within the city. And then having a chance to work with amazing producers at WHYY Digital Studios, we were able to then like really look and, and see how deep it is. And, and I just think like one of the first things I kept finding out is that, you know, there are millions of people that go every year to the Rocky statue. And I'm saying like more that the, the numbers you have rival the Statue of Liberty are more than double than go to the Liberty Bell. So it's really worth understanding like what is happening at Rocky and what that tells us about our monuments more broadly. I completely understand how you feel. I mean, as a Philadelphian, you see, oh, there are the tourists, you know, they're checking out Rocky. We've kind of heard the story. But the folks outside of Philadelphia, why do you think they're so connected to the Rocky story? You know, I mean, as I said, like, yeah, like it seems at first a little bit 
um, like it's a tourist story, though. I have to say, growing up in Philly, like we heard, um, I think I say this in the first episode, we heard the soundtrack everywhere we went. That's gym class. Exactly. Eagles games. Right. Um, like if you want to call people to attention in this city, you could do an Eagles chant or you can like do the Rocky yes. song. And that, <laughs> What's fascinating is that's true many other places in the world. I've been in a cab in Germany and, you know, the cab driver and, and trying their best to communicate, ask where I'm from. And I say, Philly, and, and they start singing the Rocky song. And so I think like what is really fascinating to me is that this is a story of the ultimate underdog. And we're a city that, you know, we wear our heart on our sleeve and we um, struggle and triumph through that. I think what's really fascinating is like there is some history to this. We interview um, in the series the author Laura Holtzman, who put out a book with Temple called Contested Image, and she broke down like all these milestones that when you see the history are fascinating. Like the fact that the memorable scene at the art museum steps. Like one of the reasons we remember it so well is because they used new technology at the time, the Steadicam. It was the first film that ever used a Steadicam, invented by Garrett Brown. He's the same guy who invented the camera that goes over football stadiums okay. or the diving cam that you get to see at the Olympics. So like just capturing the motion, making it feel like we were running alongside the Rocky character, that's one of the reasons. But then of course, like this the statue, which was created as a prop for the third Rocky we heard a, a great clip of, you know, they could have used styrofoam or some kind of temporary material, but um, the director of that film was Sylvester Stallone, also the, the star. They worked with the fine artist, A. Thomas Schomburg, and made it in bronze and really planned for it. We spent time with the artist, Thomas Schomburg, during the podcast to really understand that. And so you have all of these different converging points and I think that like part of this also that we can't ignore is that Rocky is a fictional white working class hero in a city which has a rich boxing history, many of whom have been black boxers. And so that's something we really try to pull out in the series as well, spending a lot of time in particular on the story of Joe Frazier yep. to really understand what stories are being told and what stories are out of the spotlight when we're thinking about Rocky. Right. And like you just mentioned, we are celebrating a Philadelphian who never lived. So why don't we celebrate the late boxer Joe Frazier as much as we celebrate Rocky? Yeah, it's a great question. And there's lots of reasons. And I want to be really clear that Joe Frazier is remembered in the city. There is a bronze statue of him that went in after um, his death in, in 2011, it was installed in 2015. It's at the Xfinity Sports Live down by the stadiums. There's a street in his name. And um, there's a boxer's trail that commemorates him and other boxers in the city. But his face isn't on tour buses. And his there's not the souvenirs. And I think there's a number of reasons that we try to explore in the podcast and really ask biographers and historians and just one is very clearly that when, you know, and this is looking at the whole monument landscape, that our monument landscape disproportionately celebrates um, white male figures. And that's something that our organization has pointed out, but you don't need an audit to tell you that. You just walk down the street and see it. And so I think that's part of this. I think part of it is that 
any Hollywood story is written for you to root for that person, right? And the complexity of real life folks is is harder to take in. Um, one of the stories that we really dive into is the story of preserving what was Joe Frazier's gym, and which is still on North Broad Street, um, has received special designation to be preserved and not demolished, but it's like awaiting its next life and really has been an important point. I think that the other thing I would just note is like there are some real particularities of um, the story of Joe Frazier within Rocky that are really important to note um, that we explore in the series. So, you know, one of them is that Joe Frazier worked at a slaughterhouse and punched me and he would run up the art museum steps um, as part of his training. That sounds familiar. And that was incorporated. <laughs> it sounds familiar, right? That was incorporated into the Rocky legend. Um, as were some of the stories of other boxers and Sylvester Stallone's own life circumstances. Um, and then you have Joe Frazier starred in Rocky one as a cameo as himself and Rocky three, the movie, um, that, um, we see the statue enter into the series kind of universe that was actually potentially going to be Joe Frazier playing the role of the opponent to Rocky Balboa. That was the original intention. And there's been stories that have circulated that like that, Sylvester Stallone and Joe Frazier got in the ring, um, which resulted in Sylvester Stallone getting some stitches and they realized oh, yeah. <laughs> like they, they called it all off. So I think like we got to really pay attention to this in its complexity, which is Rocky is a beloved place where people go. It's extraordinary and it's ordinary to have a space where we have undervalued and under-resourced and under-spotlighted the story, not just of real life Philadelphians, but of Black history in this city. Right. And speaking on the complexity of this entire story, also in episode one, you discuss how not everyone loved the Rocky statue initially, right? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, I mean, there's right now when you encounter the statue, it's at the base of the steps, um, you know, off to the side. Um, but like when you go to the steps, some people will call them the art museum steps, but most people, we call them the Rocky steps. That really is um, something that has been cemented in our minds, but the statue wasn't always there. It has moved like in several different ways that actually give you not just a great insight into the Rocky series, but how monuments often come and go and are placed because someone had time, money, and power to do so. You know, I think it's just so fascinating. Like you have this object that was made with a monumental material that was made for several shots in a film that was kind of left behind either as a marketing idea or maybe because like it was a bit of like a public art intervention. And then you have that statue stay at the top of the steps longer than it was supposed to leave, come back for certain um, cameos as a, almost a character and then leaving, going to the spectrum, going to storage and then being brought back. And it's just something about like this statue and maybe even the Rocky character, though they're fictional, 
it's like when we talk to people in the series, it's a real life resident of the city. Like, in fact, sometimes we would be talking and get confused. Are we talking about Stallone? Are we talking about Rocky? Are we talking about the statue? Are we talking about the people who stand by it? And actually, that's really fascinating. And I think it's true of all monuments, just not all monuments people have this constant pull to. And so there's a way which this is, you know, a movie series that premiered almost 50 years ago, a statue that that appeared on screen 40 years ago, and yet it feels fresh. And that's worth paying attention to. So I love the blurring. We say in this series that life imitates art and art and life are always blurring. So obviously the star of the show is Rocky. Philadelphians know a lot about the story. So what are other conversations that you're going to cover in your series? You know, I think that this is a series that, of course, like the statue is the centerpiece. It's the biography. But to tell the biography, we want to know about the people who make meaning around the statue. Whether those people love Rocky, are inspired by boxing, or do their own thing. And so that includes people who are neighborhood advocates in South Philly and Kensington, um, public artists, people who make monuments for a living. And of course, um, as you hear in the first episode, um, the story of people who make the pilgrimage to Philly. One man who we um, profile, Hasib Payab, who fled the Taliban in Afghanistan and chose Philadelphia because of the Rocky story. And had this moment when he got to the city where he really spent time at the statue in order to kind of find his sense of place. So this is a biography that gives you those details in history, like, well, why did the statue come out this way? And what are these other kind of like funny or funky moments in the history of the series? But also it's a portrait of people. And that's ultimately what monuments should be thought of. You know, they're portraits of people. They change over time and we change them. So this story, the statue is really a a composite portrait of Philadelphians in the past and present and hopefully gives us a glimpse of where we're headed as well. Paul Farber, director of Monument Lab and host of the Statue Podcast produced by WHYY Digital Studios. Thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Trinae, thank you so much for having me. You can check out the latest episode of the Statue Podcast wherever you listen to CityCast Philly. We'll have a link in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. SEPTA is bringing historic trolley rides. According to CBS3, the transit system is restoring trolleys that date back to the 1940s. We're talking World War II era. This multi-million dollar project, which would bring back rides on Route 15 along Girard Avenue from Fishtown and Port Richmond to West Philadelphia. SEPTA hopes to have about a dozen trolleys running by September. And speaking of traveling, if you'll be passing through the Philadelphia International Airport, you might see some animal friends. According to Philly Voice, the Philadelphia Zoo is bringing their animal ambassadors, a tortoise, armadillo, and a lizard, to the airport as part of a monthly educational program. The next appearance is this Thursday, January 19th, from 1 to 3 p.m., The show takes place near the food court between airport terminals B and C. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this convo about the Rocky statue, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.